Super Talk Mississippi media production. Sports Talk Mississippi at SEC Media Days in Nashville. Mississippi State here today. That means the head coach of the Bulldogs, Zach Arnett, joins us. Always good to uh, see you. First time around for uh, for this on you so far. How has it been? Yeah, it's been good. I'm just getting started. So it, it's the beginning been, of it. Yeah, they've been kind and gentle on me so far. But, yeah, thanks for having me. It's always good to uh, good to catch up. Is there a level of excitement for, for you guys? Obviously, you're going through off-season workouts, maybe a little bit of time off. But, but is this kind of mark, okay, now it's time to go to work? Yeah, I think you ask most coaches, right? For most coaches, media days kind of is the unofficial kickoff to football season, right? I mean, get your competitive juices flowing, get you kind of excited and energized for the work ahead as you go in August and, you know, what you're going to have coming up throughout the fall. So it's exciting. You, you were on with – or Hey Dad had you on his, uh, his radio show not too terribly long ago, and you just pillared him, and it was fantastic. Well, yeah, I mean – Do you guys like each other? Is this – we are we are actually friends, I think. Oh yeah, no, I mean none of the fans want right. They want a little back and forth. Look, he's a showman. He know he knows how to draw. He was he was talking about me drawing clicks. He was helping me draw hey, clicks. Listen, you, talk, you say it all the time in the staff room, right? We don't want a bunch of yes men who just yeah. agree with everything you say. I figured you wanted the same from your I did. guests, right? One hundred percent. You don't want did. just a yes man who agrees with everything you say. See, he, get, he get, particularly if it's the wrong he opinion. He gets on there with Kiffin, and he's just like, yes, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, no problem. So <laughs> no, Kiffin won't talk to us. That's right. That's <laughs> right. We get to sit down and visit with you. <laughs> yeah, he don't talk to me either. I see him in meetings. He doesn't talk to me very much either. Yeah, I think that's everybody. I, think, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think it's. I wouldn't take that personally. Um, it. it is there a reality that has set in for you that uh, I, I think right after you were officially named head coach, we talked to you and it was kind of drinking out of a fire hose and trying to get everything going all at once. But now that there's been a little bit of time, has it kind of settled in and the head football coach of an SEC team and you got a season just around the corner? I don't know if I sit back and, you know, maybe thinks as, think about things as existentially as that sounded, right? But, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm the head coach of the program, right? I'm responsible for it. For everything that goes on in it, obviously priority number one is you got to get the right people on the bus and in the right seats. And so I'm I'm really fortunate. We got a staff, and you take our on the field coaches, our sports staff. There's over a hundred years of combined SEC experience, uh, and so that's a, a tremendous asset to me, and gives you a lot of experience to lean on and bounce ideas off of. So just to show you that I'm coachable today, I've done a bunch of interviews and they've asked me, how different is this offense going to be? And I have had told them all, I was like, I don't think it's going to be as different as you guys think it's going to be going back to our conversation we had a few months ago. I just had another one of these. I, they let me know that I guess we were taking the snap under center every play, which every I thought, play, which I thought was new to me too, because I watched, I even said what you said. I made the comment about, you know, it's not like they're running the triple option. Yeah. I took, I, I took what you said and went with it. But that being said, every I think it feels like everybody in this room expects Mississippi State to really, really look different. It's not going to look that different, is it? Well, yeah, I mean, I, again, your job as a coach is to identify who your best players are, who your most explosive players are on offense, and then get the ball in their hands and create as much space as possible. Right? There's a lot of ways in which you can do that. Okay, I, I mean, I would probably defer to Will. He's got, he had more experience and time in the air raid than I did. Yeah, I know he's told me. You know, he says, name an offense in the country who doesn't run the wide cross play. And they already call it 95, also known as wide cross. Tell me an offense that doesn't run four verts or, or three-level flood patterns, right? Now, how you get to them is different and unique uh, depending on which scheme you choose to employ. But at the end of the day, you're trying to get the ball in your most explosive player's hands in as much space as possible. 
And then the other side of that coin, and people are asking me as well, is how you know how different is the defense going to look? And I feel like sort of the same answer. I feel like there's going to be a lot of similarities, but there will be some differences because it's not you making those calls anymore. I don't think I don't even think it's so much me making the calls as, as opposed to Matt Brock. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of that. Just you have different personalities, maybe as a play caller, but a lot of that's going to be because of the, the players who are out on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, we return quite a bit up front, but we're making some. We got some losses. We got to got to get some new guys in the secondary. We, we don't have Emmanuel Forbes out there. We can just put on an island, right, the 16th pick of the draft. Uh, I was watching some cut-ups here recently. I was speaking at a high school clinic, and, you know, we're running zero pressures, and they're throwing the ball over there because it's plain as day to everyone in the stadium that that corner is one-on-one with that receiver over there, and there ain't no one else around. Well, when you got Emmanuel Forbes, you can do that a little bit, and he, he picks it off and takes it back for a touchdown. If you don't have Emmanuel Forbes over there, you don't feel as confident about that, about that call. So, Player, players influence scheme. Right? It doesn't matter what side of the ball, offense, defense. Coaches coaches in the scheme do not influence what the players do. The players influence what scheme you, you, know, you choose to use. There was at least a perception that when the de- you were the defensive coordinator, that that, that was yours. And, and Mike just let you do your thing, and he stayed out of it and stayed away. I, I don't know if that's 100% accurate or not, but that perception existed. I, I'm curious – because That's 100% accurate. 100% accurate. Yeah. Okay. Will you do the exact same thing for your offensive guys, or will you kind of peek into that room and, and keep an eye on how that's going as well? No, I've, I've, I've been asked that question quite a bit, and I usually respond, you know, now I'm a head coach, right, you get this fancy title. I look back at my, my coaching career, my resume. I, I can't find anything on there that proves that I'm an expert in offensive play. You know, I've not been in those meetings learning the fine details and nuance of how to – build and coordinate an offense and so just because i have head coach title i'm responsible for it don't get me wrong i'm responsible we can't we can't score points but i'm not really sure what that why that makes me the expert because nothing in my experience i never i've never coached an offensive position now i have opinions on what makes really good offenses first and foremost players sure right and i understand that every every defense has a weakness right you 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 know that better than anybody as a defensive coach right you make a defensive call you know there's a strength and a weakness to that somewhere. call. Exactly. All right? And the offenses that hurt you the most are, do a really good job of exposing those weaknesses. All right? So I have opinions and thoughts on what it is that makes a very good offense. But, no, that would be pretty foolish of me to go in there and all of a sudden go, well, now I'm the head coach. Hey, here's this handful of plays that I really like the teams are <laughs> running against us. We're going to run those plays now. When we may not be built to run those, those plays or that scheme. Uh, that's why Kevin Bell-Ray was hired. That's why the offensive coaches are on that side of the ball have been hired. And, and I guess that's where you kind of addressed that. I might want to push back a little bit because if you're a successful defensive coordinator, you've obviously studied a lot of offense I mean, when, when you're building a game plan. But I suppose teaching it and implementing it and deciding what works best in certain situations well, is I'll different. Just, I, I, would just, I would push back on you. I don't know many offensive head co- coaches, that's their background, who now become head coaches – so they go ahead in critical moments. They call the defense because, hey, they've studied and watched a lot of defense over the years. So, hey, on that, third, uh, that critical third and long, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and make that call because I know best. I'm an offensive guy, right? I mean. So can we get a post and uh, a little <laughs> yeah. backside for yeah, around and maybe drag somebody so underneath? You could do it, but you choose not to. No, that's the beauty of being the head coach, right, yeah. is when you – when it's when it's the right call, you get to take all the credit. Exactly. When it's the wrong call, you're going to blame your coordinators. Yeah. 
<laughs> is that how it went with, with Coach Leach? No, like, oh, no, defensively, no. Uh, just, no, no, just no, screwed no. us up again. All no, right. I, I, had, I had a hell of a luxury under Coach Leach. I mean, there is not a there's not a defense coordinator in the country who got more autonomy to do what he thought was best and, and sometimes make the wrong calls. Uh, not a defense coordinator in the country had more freedom than I did, and so uh, I'm forever, forever grateful for that. And hopefully, that'll influence me with how I deal with my coordinators. Commissioner Sankey spoke yesterday, spoke at length about NIL and, and, and where he wants that to go. NIL at Mississippi State has been a thing that it feels like there's been some mo- positive momentum and that you've, you've got the NIL, NIL in the place where you want it. When you talk to fans across the, the state, you, I know you toured the state this summer, You know what's the message for them for NIL? Yeah, we're, we're obviously a, a transformational time in college athletics, right? Players, We are all about any opportunity resource to maximize what, what, what players can capitalize on, right? I think we haven't had one of the most loyal, unique fan bases in all of college athletics, right? Every, everyone knows that if you've been to Mississippi State and Starkville, you know it's about the most loyal fan base there is. So that's a heck of an opportunity for for players as they, uh, they come to our program, right? And, you know, you hear about whether it's congressional involvement or whatever it is to create kind of a national framework for NIL. I won't go ahead and let the experts, you know, debate that and hash out all those details. Our, our job is to deal with what the current reality is and make sure we're doing everything we can, right, to maximize those opportunities for our players and, and to our fan base. And simply put, if you're, a, if you're a supporter of Mississippi State Athletics, the best thing you can do is support the Bulldog Initiative. New helmets, uniforms. Yeah. Do you have any input on that? No, no. I, uh, you know, I, I thought I'm, maybe, not, I'm not known I, as a I kind of. A, I'm not known as a, yeah. Though. I'm not really kind of known as a trendy hit today. guy. I don't know what the the latest trends are. That, that's that's based on input from our, our players, right? They're the ones who got to wear them. Usually, you you play well when you feel good in what you're wearing. So that's kind of based on input from our players, our fans, recruits. Right? I think they all have a, probably a better thumb on what the current. <laughs> Hot trends are than I do. Richard was. We only got about thirty seconds here, but Richard was convinced you were going to be wearing cowboy boots today. I, no, I wasn't convinced. I asked the question. I was like, Willie, I, I think you thought it was. You're a boots happen. guy, aren't you? A I do enjoy time. wearing them. Yeah, okay. I do. Maybe next year in Dallas. Maybe Dallas suit. Though. Next year in Dallas, yeah, you got to wear boots. I don't know if you get outside of Texas. That's a comment or not. I don't know. Maybe not. I guess next, exactly next year. But then I he makes he's... fun of me for not wearing socks. He's not wearing socks. It's the summer. <laughs> Zach, appreciate your time. You're always kind. I know. That's what I'm telling you, Coach. Thanks Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks, Coach. Wish Hail, you all State. The best. Hail State. Zach Arnett, head football coach at Mississippi State. We'll be right back. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.